Hey there, Jessica. Bubba bubble. <laughs> oh, hi, Bing. Just, just cracking open a cold one. How's it going? Uh, it's going pretty well. How how are you? It's always so delightful to see you every, bubba, every bubba. year. Oh. Yes, it is. It's wonderful to be here. <laughs> it's been a while since I spoke. Maybe my voice doesn't sound as good as it used to be, but that's right. We uh, last Christmas. heard from you in July, I think. Has it been? Has it already been that long? Sure has. Time sure flies. Well, I'm here to wish you a Merry Christmas. I heard that Sadie Hawkins Pod is covering its last Reliant K song. <laughs> It's the last Can't Christmas believe song, it. Your the last time. episode of Sadie Hawkins Pod. <laughs> Why it feels like only yesterday you were just a wee little podcast in the single digits. And here you are, your final episode, I, I do declare. <laughs> Don't think uh, I do declare is one of your uh, catchphrases. Not in life, but it's... <laughs> I see, I see. You've been hold, hold, hanging out with Delta Burke. <laughs> Very good friend of mine, yes. <laughs> so, Merry Christmas to you. And if you don't mind, I brought you a little present. Uh, oh, thank you. I was just wondering if you've heard of Raid Shadow Legends. <laughs> it's this brand new immersive <laughs> RPG title with everything players would expect. Wait, 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 wait. And now for Sadie Hawkins no, Pod listeners. We don't, we don't have endorsements what are you doing this isn't your endorsement it's mine what? you can't have this money it's mine the raid shadow legends people contacted bing <laughs> you can't steal my money oh boy so look at me now it's finally christmas and i'm home heading towards to get out of this weather hello everyone and welcome to sadie hawkins pod Hello, everyone. Welcome to Sadie Hawkins Pod. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, indeed. Merry Christmas. Oh, you and sound so many glum. More. You sound, you're like, oh, oh I'm glum. Merry Christmas, indeed. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Is the season getting to you? Oh, yeah. The hustle and the bustle? Indeed. All the shopping. Did you get all your shopping done in time this oh, year? Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. Uh-huh. <laughs> We're good. We're all set. You did all your food shopping. You're ready oh, okay. to... okay. No, I didn't do that bit yet. <laughs> You're roasting some chestnuts. How do you spend Christmas time, Jessica? We live together. <laughs> I just don't think I've ever paid attention. What? How do you spend your Christmas? I'm just kidding. We spend it together. Just right. like the point of the song today. Merry Christmas. Here's to many more. That's a theme. That's one of the themes of the song, but we're not into that yet. But yes, here we are. We're talking about the final Reliant K Christmas song that we have to cover. And then we'll have completed the entire Christmas oeuvre, including, you know, every song from Deck the Hall, Bruise Your Hands, uh, every song from Let It Snow, Baby, Let It Rain, Dear. Come on, Reliant K, we need another Christmas song. It and is the season. That's right. And we already covered the three iTunes bonus tracks from Let It Snow, Baby, Let It Rain, Dear that had Ethan drumming on them, uh, as opposed to it being Dave that drummed on all the other songs. So that's it. This is the last song. Merry Christmas. Here's to many more. And what a fitting way to close out the christmas season 
of Reliant K, of, yes. of Sadie Hawkins Pod, is right. what I meant to say. Yes. <laughs> so anyway, what's up? How you doing? Oh, I'm doing good. How are you? <laughs> I thought you were going to hop into voicemail. I was, and then I clicked the wrong app. <laughs> I opened Spotify. I'm like, why aren't our voicemails on Spotify? Oh, what does your Spotify rap look like this year, Dan? <laughs> <laughs> Well, here is Daniel calling. We have two voicemails. We have uh, we have th- three voicemails. Two from Daniel, one from someone else. So here is Daniel. Hey guys, uh, it's Daniel. Uh, just calling about there was no thief. Um, uh, it's interesting that you uh, mentioned all the warps we were discussing this one because um, the burn the B sides came out like two days before I went to Warp Tour in uh, 2008. And uh, I think actually one of the last things I did before leaving town for it, because I was living in like the middle of Kansas and it was in the KC area where the Warp Tour stop was. Um, I rode up there with my friend Jenny, but on the way out of town, um, I stopped by Walmart and bought the National Tennessee P because I knew that was, or B-sides, whatever. Um, because I knew it was coming out. And then also I had heard a Katy Perry song like recently before that and thought it was really funny. It must have been You're So Gay. And so I bought her album as well the same day. And um, and because also I knew that she was going to be performing on that work tour. So, uh, so I bought those two albums the same day, but then didn't get a chance to listen to them until the ride back uh, to McPherson. Um, so riding in the car with my friend Jenny. I was like, hey, can I put this Ryan KCD on? And she's like, sure. And so it gets to, there was no thief. And like, I didn't even make the connection at first, like looking at the track list, that it would be some sort of sequel to the thief. So I was completely caught off guard. You know, he does a little intro thing. And then like, as soon as it kicks into the, like, from the thief, I was like, whoa, this is crazy. Like, I because she didn't really know that much about like K. Um, so that was kind of fun. And then um, I, I had another good friend who was a big Reliant K fan, and she was talking to me about it, and she was like, yeah, the first time I heard that, uh, like, I just, like, cried. It was, like, so emotional. So I do think the song maybe should get a little bit more credit than you're giving it when you say, like, it shouldn't be on the live album. Like, um Obviously, it's not, like, a big hit. It's not the song that people know them by, but, like, I don't really necessarily think that's the point of a live album. Like, it should be, you know, what, you know, when they play live, like, what's that experience like? And I feel like that's a song that they can play really well um, and is, like, really emotionally impactful for a lot of people, even if it's a little bit more of a deeper cut. Yeah, Danny. Well, Daniel calls back, so I hope he's calling back to apologize, because I'm just kidding. I didn't but, realize that early Katy Perry played Warp Tour. Oh, yeah, she did. She did. I remember that. I didn't go to those Warp Tours, but I do remember her uh, performing at Warp Tour when she was more of like a pop rock thing. Right, with yeah. The, yeah, with the, yeah, the, the friend, one of the boys one of album. Boys, yeah. But um, and I'm joking about Daniel calling back to apologize. Because I'm just thinking to myself, I didn't mean to imply that I didn't think it should be, or to, I didn't wasn't saying it shouldn't be on the live album. I meant 
it's surprising to see it on the live album. And I felt like it actually boosts the credibility of the thief. It's like, actually I was kind of trying to imply the opposite of it shouldn't be on the live album because side one of the live album, the 2009 performance, it's all major hits. And then in there is the thief or there was no thief. So I'm just saying like, you know, high tide raises all boats like here's the thief a pretty deep cut and it's in there with be my escape and who i am hates who i've been and forget and not slow down like it's surprising that you know a, such a deep cut is considered artistically uh interesting and fulfilling for them to play that they specifically reworked it to make it more of a concert staple in that time and also, I think it's a prequel song to the story of Forget and Not Slow Down. So it makes sense that all throughout the era of Forget and Not Slow Down, it would remain a staple of the live show. So I'm just saying, like, it being a part of the live album is not wrong. I'm glad it's there. It's just surprising such a deep cut is there because there it is with nothing but other major hits and other, like, top hear you know mostly stream songs yeah, and then yeah. the thief is in there yeah so that's what i was getting at um and if i didn't explain it properly it's because i was just noticing it at that moment that i was trying to put that thought together here is daniel calling back right after that hey it's daniel again um uh, just uh picking up from my last voicemail um uh, I think that was all I had to say on um, there was a feast, but uh, um, regarding um, speed humps, uh, <laughs> I was also new to those uh, with, uh, when I first moved up to KC. I saw them for the first time, but I did learn that they're not actually a different word for speed bump. Like a speed bump is like just a, a small one, but it's really got to slow down for it. But the speed hump is like, like long so like it's more of like a ramp and then like there's like a wider like wide enough to put like a sidewalk on and then like another ramp down so they're not actually the same thing uh which i didn't realize for a long time kind of like how like a roundabout and like a traffic circle and a rotary are like all different actual things so anyway fun little fact there all right have a good day i feel like that might be regional it depends I don't know. I've never looked into it. I feel like I, because I never heard the phrase speed hump at all growing up on the, in the Northeast. Mm -hmm. And then we moved here and you have quite a few of those around our neighborhood. The long. Yeah. Longer. Wider. They're uh, longer and wider. Like the ones that you don't necessarily have to completely slow down. Like there's, yeah, there's the speed bumps that are like so risen that if you hit them hard you're actually gonna like break your car over time but then i guess that maybe what daniel's kind of referencing is a speed hump is like those longer wider ones where you kind of just go up and over and you can kind of coast over them and go a little faster i don't know but i do feel like i have seen a speed bump on a road and it says hump in California, on right, the ground, it's yeah. it says warning hump or or speed hump coming up or approaching hump, and so maybe it just depends regionally if there's a difference or not. I don't know, but I'd never ever heard speed hump, and even if uh, there was a difference in the Department of Transportation in New England between a speed hump and a speed bump, they never call them speed humps 
colloquially, colloquially, I cannot colloquially. say that word. I love using that word, but I can never use, I can never say it. So I'm going to need you to stop saying the word hump, Danny. I can't talk about my humps, <laughs> my lovely lady lumps, my lovely lady speed bumps. Uh, I, we could, we'll do a Patreon episode on the difference between humps and bumps. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Remember bumpets? <laughs> Guess yep. you know what you get. You know what you could get me for Christmas? A bumpet. You should have enough hair for I that. Gotta, yeah, I just grow my hair out, <laughs> and I'll I'll be the prettiest boy at the ball. Indeed. So Jessica, yes. you didn't even know what song we were closing out uh, Sadie Hawkins Pod Christmas season with. Mm-hmm. Now you know it's here's Merry Christmas. Here's yes. any more. Yeah. <laughs> we have How, one more voicemail to get to. <laughs> we do have one more voicemail to get to. And we have to draw the winner. Oh, the winners right. of the contest. Oh, exciting. From last week. But first, here's the other voicemail. Hey, guys. This is Jacqueline again. Um, just calling, I'm just listening to uh, the ballad. I had to stop calling you because I want to let you know. And everybody else know that no. I don't believe that having a uh, hidden sack is a curse. It's not a bad thing. Not everybody hates it. I think, in my opinion, it's like a present from the band. So I love it very much. And I love this ballad. And I love everything that they have with hidden. PFR did it. Uh, Joseph Cry did it. There's, I'm pretty sure there's other bands that have done it. But no, I do not think that hidden tracks are bad. So. Uh, there's that. Also, the rain sounds like somebody's transcripting your, 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 um, your podcast. Somebody's typing in the background. It's very cute. I love it. So, have a nice day. That's funny. We rain. should get someone to transcribe our podcast. That sounds like go. the kind of thing you tell a child. Like, <laughs> what's that sound? It's the, and it's like, it's the rain. It's like, oh, and did, like, did you know that the rain is when God is transcribing everything going on yeah, on earth? Yeah. It's like, you know, lightning is bowling or whatever. It's right. when the angels are bowling. Um, the voicemails, the, the main theme of the voicemails this week is people taking me out of context from my point. <laughs> Whether it was Danny that- likes hidden tracks. He just doesn't think they, that they should you. be hidden on They're, streaming. You can't hide them on streaming. They shouldn't exist on streaming. They existed. We definitely want them. We yeah. think it's great. We like getting extra little surprises from the band. But they should. They were literally created because of the technology of CDs. I mean, technically, there are oh ways my. to hide a track on a vinyl record. And like the Beatles and like, you know, the secret groove on the edge or having two separate running grooves within the same spiral of a record. Like, there are ways you could hide a track in a record. But the modern hidden track of a long, empty gap after the last song, and then suddenly another crappier song. <laughs> closes up. What if know. it was a shorter, shorter, empty, empty uh Yeah, if it cuts directly in. into the, to the hidden track, that would be great. But there's a proven, a scientifically and, like, quantifiably correct way to handle the hidden track in the streaming era and i know what it is and we know it works 
because every major label artist has already done it. Because after we talked about hidden tracks, and I'm not, I'm not trying to bad. My, thank you, Jacqueline, for calling. I appreciate that you love the Ballad of Tim Eddings, and I appreciate that you love hidden tracks. I think hidden tracks should stay on the CDs where people can find them and enjoy them. But it is quantifiably proven now. After we talked about hidden tracks all last month, I went and like, what are some hidden tracks that I remember and love from major albums when I was a kid? The one I mentioned was Endless Nameless. It's the hidden track on Nirvana's Nevermind. And you go to Nirvana's Nevermind on streaming now, and Endless Nameless is its own track that comes on after Something in the Way. Another hidden track I thought of was All By Myself from Green Day's Dookie. Go to Dookie on Spotify. All by myself is all by itself on its own track in the track list. You don't have to destroy, eliminate, delete the track, the hidden track, and it can exist. But you can see smart people behind. It's just less of a surprise that way. But it's it doesn't. There's no need, there's no surprising anyone on Spotify. I know, Dan. Because you're going to start the track and be like, oh, this is an 18-minute song? (laughs) And then when the first four minutes of the song is over, you're like, oh, now there's 12 minutes of silence? I do think they need to eliminate the the longer silent bits. Like, if they want to keep them hidden, maybe just have like 30 seconds of silence tops. (laughs) Right. But I'm just saying it's shown and proven and you can go on Spotify today and type in major records that have had hidden tracks and you can see from like multi-million dollar artists, they know and they know you've just got to go separate the hidden track out on streaming, period. Like, And the other reason why I know CD style hidden tracks are not worth having on streaming today is because no new album created in the era of streaming is deliberately recreating the CD-style hidden track. The only reason they're on Spotify is because they're relics, dinosaurs of the CD era, that some bands, some record labels, some music distributors haven't paid attention well, Dan, and how been about, smart how about enough we, to go we shift the energy here and we get back into the Christmas spirit. <laughs> Thank you very much for your call, Jacqueline. I enjoy hearing from you because usually only Danny does since you send voice memos to Instagram and right. he uh, he bogarts the Instagram. Well, it's hard. To, you can't <laughs> save the Instagram voicemails and you oh, can't I export them. But I'm just saying, I, appreciate- I enjoy hearing from you. Imagine if you're playing a record on Spotify and you're halfway through the album and suddenly Spotify says, you've reached the end of side one, log out of Spotify, then log back in to hear side two. You'd be like, why is this happening? And you'd be like, well, that's the way it happened on records. It's like, but I'm listening on Spotify. So... It shouldn't happen that way. Well, it's the same thing with putting CD-style hidden tracks on your last tracks on your Spotify albums. Cut that crap out. Put it on its own track at the end, a little bonus track. You know, Dan, the only thing worse than beating a dead horse is betting on one. So let's go ahead and cut our losses and move on. Or put together a little EP of (laughs) hidden tracks. Oh my gosh, Danny! (laughs) 
But most of all, I just wonder if like all of these artists nowadays who haven't paid attention and realize this is something they have to do, they're like, oh man, Jefferson Airplane. That used to be a popular song for us for Relying K, but for some reason, people nowadays, the kids today don't like it. Like, no, the kids today stop listening to it 10 minutes before the end of the song, so the play count doesn't count. This is my Christmas gift to all of you. <laughs> my sh- attitude you know i really like the the lyrics in the bridge of merry christmas here's to many more uh you know it has a little bit of a country flair this song just a little bit like and i don't know this song musically just takes you on on a journey takes you to a a few different places like melodically and tone wise i'm not a huge fan i'm gonna admit i'm not a huge fan it's a little too much of a downer it comes up in the end yeah but i don't know i like the (laughs) outro though and another thing about hidden tracks. I'm just kidding. <laughs> we usually we we've got to like say, okay, now it's time to get into this song. I'm like not there. I'm not mentally there. Are you ready? Yeah. And now let's discuss what we're really just, here to talk about. I just gave you all my notes. <laughs> <laughs> Merry Christmas. Here's to many more. It's been a year. It certainly has. And I didn't even collapse. Well, good for you, bro. <laughs> That's my first note. <laughs> Is that lyric? <laughs> um, back in 2008, it's probably very twee and very sweet and very true to think like, oh, this is a tough year, but <laughs> I made it and I don't need to worry and complain. But like, you the have last... yet to live through a global pandemic. <laughs> You've yet to live through a global <laughs> pandemic. And it is like, it's been a year and I didn't even collapse. Thank God for that. I'm like, good for you, bro. I definitely collapsed. I mean, I made it through despite having actually collapsed. So that's the one, that's the only, that's my only actual like criticism of the song. And it's not even really a criticism of the song because the songwriter can't actually, uh, you know, expect that kind of thing. But that, that sentiment, like it's, and, and maybe that sentiment actually like, uh, soothes people or appeases them or something maybe that lyric actually like helps you through things but when i was listening to that this week and thinking of the last couple of years of our lives i was like no i've definitely felt like i have collapsed a few times in the last few years and like so i can't actually thank god for having not collapsed like that's the only part but you can thank god for helping you get back up again yes that is 100 percent correct so if relying k does Merry Christmas, here's to many more 2022 or 2023 version. That'll be the lyrical change they can make. But I really, really like this song. I really do like this song. That's the only thing. Once I get over that speed hump of that little section of the song where I keep, I I don't roll my eyes, but I just think like, like, no, I collapsed. But then I get through the rest, into the rest of the song. And I love the song. It's really good. Musically, lyrically. Um, there's a lot going on. It's a really lush song. There's so much instrumentation that all works together. So in such a harmonious way, and there's so many different kinds of musical ideas happening in this that still feels like a single cohesive thing. And, you know, it's a, it's a narrow lane Christmas music. We've talked about it. I don't care for the genre of Christmas music, but it's a very narrow lane of like you write a song that's meant to evoke the feeling, the emotion, the 
uh, the sensation of Christmas time. And there's a couple different ways you can go with that. One way that people go with it is like that awful Blake Shelton, Gwen Stefani song where it's not even musically like that song isn't musically like a Christmas song. It's just a poppy, upbeat, dancey pop rock song and where they're singing about Christmas. It doesn't really musically fall into a Christmas motif. But this song is a very somber but sweet like sort of pop rock song you know low low tempo and yet it has that feeling of christmasness with the sleigh bells and the sort of jaunty jazzy beat at times so it has that actual like motif that trope of christmassy sounding music but also if you change the lyrics to this song to not necessarily be about christmas you could actually just have this kind of be a a jazzy little pop rock song in and of itself that wouldn't necessarily have to rely on Christmas. It, it, it treads that line of sounding Christmassy, but not having to be Christmassy. If you were to like, you can't take jingle, you can't necessarily take jingle bells or the 12 days of Christmas and make them about something. Oh, actually challenge accepted. I mean, people write parodies of those songs all the time, but I'm saying like, write a sincere, uh, rewrite of the lyrics and not make it about Christmas and actually make it a song that's worth listening to. It's not like Jingle Bells and the Twelve Days of Christmas only are worth listening to because they are Christmas lyrical and musically songs. This song I feel like is a crossover hit in a lot of ways in my mind, where it it feels like an all year song, but also feels like a Christmas song because of those lyrical themes, which I want to get into more because you said it's a bit of a downer for you. Well, not lyrically, just musically. I think it's just, it's a little slower. It's got a lot of, couple different movements in it. So the lyrics, which I do enjoy, are verse one, made it through the year and I did not even collapse. Gotta say, thank God for that. I'm torn between what keeps me whole (laughs) and what tears me in half. I'll fall apart or stay intact. Pre-chorus. With tired eyes, I stumble back to bed. I need to realize my story. I need to realize my sorry life's not hanging by a thread, at least not yet. And that's a similar line to the opening line that I feel disconnected from or I feel like I rub up against. I'm not disconnected from it. I understand. I remember years of my life quaintly where i feel like oh this was the war this was a tough year but it really wasn't that bad and i remember being in that same mindset of like you should appreciate that life isn't really that bad yeah i mean this whole song is hopeful i mean the the most like sort of lyrically down is that first verse and then it just keeps it just keeps growing in hopefulness from there so the so then he gets a so then to say I need to realize my sorry life's not hanging by a thread. That is the hopeful thing of it, and like I guess that's true. Just, you know, even just even in the way that I ha- feel like life has been going for the last two or three years. Has it been two or three? Is it been, well? We're getting into twenty twenty three, so let's just say three calendar years. To say like I definitely have felt like I have both physically and and emotionally collapsed in the last two years at times so i can't thank god for that sure that's one thing 
but I guess it's true. My life hasn't actually been holding on by a thread. Like things can actually be worse. Like like I could, things could actually be worse. Things could be by a real thread and I've never actually gotten there. So I can thank God for that. So it's almost like he could, maybe he kind of hedged his bets a little bit. So like a, a real sourpuss like me, <laughs> like just in case you didn't believe that first line, let me remind you, your life isn't holding together by a thread. But then there are other people out there whose lives are holding together by a thread. Mm-hmm. I watched, um, you know what I had never watched? I'm just thinking of this now because it kind of ties together. The MC Hammer behind the music. Because okay. we had that real life conversation where you were like, Danny, on the podcast, you just like mentioned that MC Hammer headlined Cornerstone one year and Jessica wanted more information about that. And I'm like, I don't have, I don't have more information. I just heard it on a tooth and nail podcast one time. But then that made me think I've never watched the MC Hammer behind the music. <laughs> Especially because it's referenced a couple of times in the Simpsons behind the laughter parody. Uh, so I was like, let me go watch that. And it's on YouTube. And in the section where he goes broke, he's actually like super humble and grateful that he's not literally broke. Like when he went on Oprah, they play a clip of when he goes on Oprah to talk about his his officially going bankrupt. And it, Oprah's like, are you broke? And he's like, I'm paraphrasing, but he's like, he's like, I'm not going to buy a mansion anytime, ever, you know, anytime soon for the rest of my life. But I can, you know, I can eat or whatever. Like, am I am I broke? Like, some people are actually broke. Like, some people right. who make a hundred dollars. I'm way extrapolating on top of what MC Hammer said. But he he was like, yeah, I'm broke, but I can literally eat. Like, <laughs> right. I've still got clothes on my back. I'm not going to be living on the street tonight. Like, things can always be worse. And so, you know, this song has that same hopeful and grateful sentiment. And I appreciate that, especially after a year like 2021. (laughs) I'm pretending that this isn't 2022. Okay. (laughs) Chorus, so look at me now. It's finally Christmas and I'm home. Head indoors to get out of this weather. And I don't know how, but the closest friends I've ever known are all inside. Singing together, singing Merry Christmas, here's to many more. Verse 2. It always hurt to be all by myself this time of year, a cold and lonely Christmas Eve, and living out my days alone, well, that had been my deepest fear, but you promised you won't leave. Pre-chorus. I look towards the east and see a star. Jesus Christ has blessed my life to know just who you are. You are my hope. Chorus. So look at me now. It's finally Christmas and I'm home. Head indoors to get out of this weather. And I don't know how, but the closest friends I've ever known are all inside singing together, singing Merry Christmas. Here's to many more. Bridge. Deck the halls with mistletoe. Let all your heavy burdens go. Up the chimney in a cloud of smoke. The fire is burning bright. Strike up the band and play the tune because Christmas will be hearing soon. Hear our song in every room. This Merry Christmas night. Outro. Singing Merry Christmas, here's to many more. Or if you're Danny, you sing Merry Christmas, here's to Mandy more. Right. <laughs> it sounds like it's, it looks like, it makes me think Merry Christmas, here's to Mandy more. It's really the title written down that clicks that in my mind. 
less than the actual song. Like, uh, I guess I could sing it along to the song, but it's really whenever I'd see the title, Merry Christmas, here's to Mandy Moore, that would click in my head. Musically, lyrically, thematically, this song is interesting because it has that consistent tug of Reliant K Hope in the face of feeling des- emotionally destitute and totally worn out. Like, yeah. I've already fully explored and that. And loneliness. And loneliness. Like, we've already fully explored that feeling of, from the first opening uh, chorus, sorry, verse, like the the negative feelings of Christmas. But then it kind of immediately lifts up, and he's thinking about, like, getting out of the weather, and he's thinking about his friends all together. And even though in the theme of the lyrics he's not saying he's with them right now it's still he's not saying like i'm not with them he's like they're over they're indoors and they're all singing together and it's like is he going to see them is he not that doesn't really matter i think that's just artistic license you don't need to literally hear him say he's with them or not he's painting a very sweet picture a very sweet picture of like fellowship and community and having people in your life to lift you up and that's kind of what christmas is about and so this is like it makes sense that you have it makes sense that when this is a constant theme in relying k's music of i feel completely worn out and at my end and i'm always messing up bad teeson bad friend teeson songs i'm always messing up and here's the hope that i have that i'm going to be forgiven and i'm going to make the best of this and that's like a theme in so many Christmas songs. So it's almost like well-worn territory when he gets to those same themes about the holiday season, about like the cold and dealing with a, with a difficult year Mm -hmm. and looking forward to getting together with family and friends and singing all together around the heart. Yeah. Problems, but now you're here almost as if to solve them. Yes. And he's, it's almost, it's a little journey. The song's a little journey. Because every chorus is taking you to a different place, even if it's not a place that you physically can picture. It doesn't really matter. It's taking you into a different little emotion with every verse and chorus. It's taking, he's, you know, he's singing about loneliness and then he's singing about his friends and then he's getting out of the weather. And then he turns to his thoughts about Christ. And like, this is a song where it's clearly about Jesus. But I think that the song is about more than just Jesus. I think it's about the season and it's about those feelings of loneliness and realizing you have friends and family to rely on and something that brings you together in your friends and family is Christ. Whether or not, you know, if you're in a Christian community, if you have a church to come together in or a church group or something, are they all singing together? Is the Christmas party also a Wednesday night Bible study? (laughs) Possibly something like that. He's just talking about all of his his loved ones are are at home. Maybe it's a Christmas party. Maybe everybody's just gathering. Who knows? Right. But what I'm seeing this song as lyrically is like this, this like, like Shrek. It's like an onion and we're getting into the inner layers or whatever. It's like a parfait. But it's like we're starting from the outside where it's cold and lonely. And we're coming further into the circle where there's friends and family and gathering and community and fellowship and Christmas. And then we're coming in even further to the core and the core is Christ because it's Christmas and he's the reason for the season. He's the reason, he's the reason we have Christmas. He's the purpose to think about everything that Christ has done for us, but to also realize that we're all together as a family 
because it's Christmas around this core. And then if you're a born again Christian or if you're Catholic or if you're faith based in Christ in any way, like you also have that core in your group of community and your friends. So it's just this interesting, like starting from the outside and working in thematically loneliness, family and friends, Christ. And it feels like a really authentic coming from me, the guy who always wants to find the secularist view on every Reliant K song, if he doesn't directly reference Christ, it seems like a really authentic and um, not ham-fisted way of saying, like, Christ is always there with me. Like, there's a lot of Reliant K songs where we've talked about them, like ones where sort of the faith-based core of it might feel like like a little preachy, right? And then there's other ones like Be My Escape, where the intention is clearly there if you understand the context of why he's writing the song. And then when you realize that, maybe that affects your interpretation of it or not. So it can be it, it can be a tug and a pull. It can be a push and pull about whether or not like you feel like some of the the, the songs that are meant to like make you understand Christian ideas are uh always successful within the works of Reliant K. But in this case, I feel like because the core is about Christmas and because he's reflecting on his salvation and how his friends and family come together for Christmas to celebrate the birth of Christ, it feels like a way more authentic moment to actually call out. He's, he literally calls out lyrically in this song, Jesus Christ. Like he's just calling out to him in that moment, like a little prayer. And Tyson's lyrics are always referred to as like little prayers. Mm -hmm. Like you see that on song meanings and genius all the time. And this one more than anything is like a little prayer. I think more than almost any other song other than maybe deathbed to actually like just pause for a moment and say, let me get the lyric. Uh, It's going to be here anywhere. (laughs) I'm going to find it to say, Jesus Christ, you have blessed my life to know just who you are. Like that literally feels like he's almost pausing lyrically for a second to just say a little prayer. And it just happens to fit the song perfectly. Does this make sense? It would have been so cool if Mandy Moore had dated a member of Reliant K. <laughs> Instead of that, that. Well, yeah. Asshole that she right. married. <laughs> yeah. Now she's with somebody else, but just like, man, that would have been, that would have been a nice, a nice team up. Andy Moore and a member of Reliant K. Now over on Patreon, we were going to do Happy Christmas Volume 3 because there's two Matt Thiessen songs on there. There's That's right. There's uh, Santa Claus is Thumb into Town and there's I Hate Christmas Parties. But would you rather do a Mandy Moore Christmas album? <laughs> <laughs> Don't give me that choice. No, I'm just kidding. We, we will obviously do the one that's tied to Reliant K. She might not have a Christmas album. She might only have a Christmas EP. Mandy Moore. But anyway, I'm glad I mentioned I Hate Christmas Parties because that's an interesting comparison to this song. Now, I can't yeah. remember I can't remember every uh, little nook and cranny of I Hate Christmas Parties and how much of a roller coaster ride that is or whatever. But that, when I think of I Hate Christmas Parties, like I remember, oh, there's got to be hope in that song. But I don't feel, I don't think reflecting on that song, what do I know of that song? It doesn't immediately, it immediately feels like more of a, you know, as 
um, dour as a Reliant K song can really get. He's like, I, I, will I hate admit, Christmas parties. Yeah, I will admit it is more musically, not even just uh, lyrics aside, it is more musically a downer than this. <laughs> yeah. So I just find it funny. It's like this song is more, it's, it's, it's kind of, it's also about a Christmas party. It alludes to a Christmas party. There's a group of friend in, friends indoors singing together. And this is the almost like the I like, love Christmas party song. Yeah, what if he's outside and he's like, oh, I love this. And then he goes inside. He's like, never mind. I hate it. <laughs> he's like thinking, hopefully, about the party. And he goes inside. He's like, nah, never mind. I changed my mind. So musically, there might be a lot of things, uh, references going on. Like, I hate Christmas parties is so clearly to me a Ben Fold song. And that's, you know, been affirmed by Mark Lee Townsend in his I Hate Christmas Parties uh, YouTube video where he opened up the Pro Tools archive of that song that it was inspired by Ben's Folds. There's probably a musical reference or something that this song was influenced by. Uh, Musically, it's very lush. There's so much instrumentation and it really takes its time getting to every instrument and every different little musical idea and movement within this song. I wonder if anyone out there can name a song that this specifically reminds them of any other artist or band or specific song that you think this sounds like. Cause I can't place it that I can't place that exactly, but this song does feel to me. And I kind of started to say this by saying, I really like this song and I feel like, it could have been reworked to not necessarily be a Christmas song. I feel like this is one of the most pure Reliant K songs on this album. Because, you know, they're playing a lot of traditional Christmas songs on the Deck the Hall songs that made it over. Well, all the Deck the Hall songs. The songs they recorded for Deck the Halls are that Blink-182 fast pop-punk style. of The song Deck the Hall, 12 Days of Christmas, all those pop-punk songs. Angels We Have Heard on High. So much so that those have were like mislabeled as like some forty one Christmas and Blink one eighty two Christmas right. back in file early file trading days, and then you know a song like I Hate Christmas Parties just sounds like a Ben Fold song. It was a literally originally a Matt Tiesten Earthquake song, but this song like there's elements to this that almost feel like Air for Free or Look on Up. Also, like there's elements to this that I can kind of see getting us towards deathbed and you know this song wait this album's after deathbed isn't it 2000 yeah uh, yeah okay so there's elements to this song it is it, it, deathbed's 2007 this album's 2008 so there's elements to this song that feel like there could be lyrical a uh, musical ideas because let me i wrote down the instrumentation to remind myself just what's going on but there are it is there's so many musical ideas that we shift between throughout this song. So you start with the acoustic guitar and the sleigh bells, and then it kicks in with the piano, and then the horns come in, and then it just keeps rolling from there. And it's almost building in a mini way comparatively, comparatively to a deathbed. Like I can see how like a song like this is probably very easy to compose like this feels like a composed song as opposed to a written song i guess is what i'm getting at gotcha and maybe that's sort of like 60s way that not specifically the beach boys but those kind of 60s bands that matt Thiessen is influenced by like i can see a sort of a compositional idea of this song moving between all these ideas, especially like the trumpet in the background the haunting trumpet the sleigh bells 
that continue. And I don't know. I think it's just a very nice, beautiful song. And this is what I was getting at. This feels like it's from future Reliant K to me in a lot of ways. There's Mm. things going on, the jaunty bounciness, the horns that come in that almost remind me of Elephant Parade or Mm. kind of some of the bounciness of it makes me think of Mountaintop and Look On Up at different points. So it almost feels like this is Reliant K from the future a little bit. Hmm. I hadn't really thought of it that way. That's really interesting. Also, this is like on side A of the album. Like this is a top loaded song, even though it feels like a towards the end sort of album, a song, but you already have, I hate Christmas parties. And that's a real, like, you know, slowing it down end of act two kind of song. (laughs) So yeah, I guess like, I guess the beginning of this song sounds a little dour. And maybe if you don't get yourself into it every time, or if that opening is your main memory of the song, there's this very sweet core that you continue to get towards like an onion, like a Shrek onion. (laughs) (laughs) And I think it's just really like a very sweet, positive song. And like all Christmas music, it's got some, it's got some sourness to it. It's got some depression lined in there because all Christmas music, Christmas music is like perfume. You know, like that thing about perfume is that you need a little stinky element in the perfume to make it stick. You know what I'm talking about? No. That became a dialogue point in that American Hustle movie (laughs) with Amy Adams and uh, Jennifer Lawrence when they're talking to each other. And they're like, they're, but it's an actual scientific thing. Like some of the finest perfumes actually have like the, all the things that are mixed together. There has to be one kind of like thing that doesn't actually smell good, like a mm-hmm. little stink because that somehow chemically sure. releases the things. That's Christmas music to me. Oh, like wow. even the sweetest, nicest song <laughs> actually has that little core depression thing the stink. in it. There's still the stink of Christmas music in it because I don't care for Christmas music. I, I never even knew until recently that... uh that uh pedro the lion has a christmas album i'm like oh boy if there's a recipe for uh non-self-love like basically like (laughs) like i can't imagine especially with all my revelations about how i just can't listen to pedro the lion anymore i'm like i can i already hate christmas music i already really have no temperament for later day pedro the lion anymore i could not imagine the self-hatred. Well, <laughs> as someone who, who used to, to love album. Christmas music so much that I would listen to it year-round, I can't exactly relate. But with that, we're going to go ahead and take our break, and we'll be right back. But before we go on break, Jessica, yes, it's the next day. That's right. We're having a little time travel <laughs> because we have to pull the winners of the Small Step Records raffle drawing that we held last week. That's right. You can hear the bowl. Got all sorts of names in there. So we recorded last night, and yes, we have a little time jump on purpose. We didn't just forget. We really didn't. But what (laughs) happened was, I said, you know, go to our Instagram, find the Small Step Records promotional post, and comment on it, and we will pull two names. This isn't actually what I said. I implied that we were going to have two separate drawings over the course of two weeks in Christmas, and I'm like... That's way too much work. No, we're going to do both in one last week. So people went to our Instagram and they commented on the post and I put all their names in a bowl, printed them all on a piece of paper. I actually just screen capped the comment section. 
of the Instagram posts and then printed them and then if cut them up a into Santa pieces. Emoji, you got three entries. That's right. And there was a special assignment and only two of you followed the special assignment. There was uh, Allie and I think... I'm going to double check. <laughs> so an, an extra... Uh, may the odds ever be in your favor yes, to, to you. Because Wait, may the odds be ever ever be in your favor whatever it's been a minute oh no it was uh maddie i'll bleep the name i was wrong about before so it was maddie and <laughs> Allie. they followed the assignment they're listening and they entered with a santa emoji so that they get three they get their name three times in there everyone else only got one name in there so first oh and another mistake i made last week <laughs> I said we're, you're pulling for a CD, a CD by Last Chance Marie and a CD by Long Story Short. Well, nope. That CD is... The, the album is called <laughs> Long Story Short. The band is called Like The Way. So I'm very sorry, but you're going to... So first, let's pull for the Last Chance Marie CD, Jessica. All right. Oops, someone fell out of the <laughs> So go ahead. Pick a name. Okay. If you feel like you got two, keep your eyes closed and make sure you only got one. I think you I have, have two. I have three. You have three? Okay. <laughs> I think you have one. Okay. Here we go. Allie Russell. There you go. Congrats. Now, if you now I'll pull the second one. And if I pull Allie, it goes back in. So yep. this next one is for the Light the Way CD. So I'm going to close my eyes and I'm going to pick one. Here we go. This is Greg. This is Greg, one of the Light the Way CD. So congratulations. Merry Christmas. Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas. And now to our break. And then back in time to the day before when we were talking (laughs) about this song. Merry Christmas. Thank you so much for listening to Sadie Hawkins Pod. If you want to join the conversation, please contact us with thoughts on this episode. Your corrections... And your Reliant K memories at our voicemail line, 402-95-SADIE. Or send an email to sadiehawkinspod at gmail.com. You can also visit our socials. Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok are all at Sadie Hawkins Pod, where you can see the visuals we discuss on the podcast each week. You can also visit sadiehawkinspod.com for easy access to all these links, as well as our merch store for shirts, mugs, and stickers. And on Facebook, search for Sadie Hawkins Group to discuss our show and Reliant K. It's admin by Danny, so honestly, you can probably post almost anything there. We also want to thank our patrons at patreon.com slash sadiehawkinspod, who include Samantha, Matthew, Bjorn, Emily, Isaac, Kindle, Joshua, Daniel, Jay, Joel, Connor, Michael, Samantha, Jimmy Eat Pod, This Might Be a Podcast, Tucker, and Brady. Join our Patreon now for two monthly bonus episodes. Unlock dozens of existing bonus apps, including K is for Karaoke songs, every chapter of the complex infrastructure known as the Female Mind Book, stickers, guitar picks, and a special Patreon-exclusive shirt when you have donated a lifetime contribution of $60. Whether you join the Patreon or not, we appreciate that you have a lot of choices for podcasts out there in the world, so it's nice that you chose us. Thanks. Surprise, surprise, we have song meanings. It's about Christmas.
The song's about Christmas. I don't know what else is there Were to discuss. Were you one of these three commenters, Danny? <laughs> oh, there's only three comments? Yes. All right. It truly is a Christmas miracle. <laughs> Neo Luke 5 on December 9th, 2007 said, I think this is the best song on Reliant K's new Christmas album. It's amazing. Uh, D. Walu on December 23rd, 2010 said, to me, this song is about how rough life can be. And about how many times you just want to lay down and die. Curl up and die. Curl up and die. X curl up and die X. I know exactly that feeling and it sucks. But though your life feels like a mess, (laughs) April agrees. We got pretty far into the podcast this week before April decided, oh, you're podcasting? I'm here to distract you. Though your your life may feel like a mess, this song reminds you of what you've got and what you have to be thankful for, like friends and family that loves you. And dogs. Exactly. podcast interrupting dogs. So thank God for what you've got and don't take that for granted. Let this holiday remind you of what the Lord has given you and enjoy life as you should. Indeed. Uh, Toby Hawkboys on January 23rd, 2011 said, Toby I love Hawkboy or Tony's Tony Hawk's boy. Toby Hawkboys. We've heard from them before. Oh, okay. I love this song. I am. Oh, the drum should be changed a little in the chorus, but that's just me. The drum should be changed a little in the chorus. Could yep. you be more specific? I mean, that's coming from me who can be no more specific about music criticism than I like this. It kind of sounds like the 60s. Right. But still. <laughs> then over at Listen Up Reviews, they go through and they, they write a little review about each album and sometimes say a little something about each song. So they said, Merry Christmas, Here's to Many More is a Matt T. original. Its music recalls one or two of the different sounding tracks on Five Score. Its lyrics focus on hope and it's simply great. That's kind of what I said. That's kind of what you said. If you count Deathbed as one or two tracks from Five Score. And that's all we've got this week. Oh. That's all you got me for Christmas? <laughs> <laughs> for those two uh, deep dive notes? Yep. You know, like Christmas Well, here, there, <laughs> what? Sorry, I was just preparing the clip. I didn't mean for Matt Deason to start talking over you. Um, I brought way more presents for you for oh, Christmas. Wow. I brought okay. so much. I have a whole bunch of live videos from 2010. Really? Well, yeah, I was surprised to see that, you know, there's a bunch of Christmas songs that they never played that much, but this is one that they played quite a bit. There was there was a big Christmas tour in 2010, if you recall. Uh, we was, we didn't go to that tour. We were married and poor. <laughs> <laughs> we were we, had, we had a we had a hard candy Christmas. <laughs> but there was a Christmas tour. Uh, in 2010, and so they played this song a bunch on that tour. And here is the uh, that 2010 curly short hair. Oh yeah, Matt Thiessen, good stuff. Playing. I don't remember if the whole band's in this particular video, but this is from 12 years ago, uploaded by Bo Bright. Relying K plays "Merry Christmas." Here's to many more at Rocket Town in Nashville, Tennessee. Rocket Town, the same place. That the first half of the live album was recorded where they played There Was No Thief, a song which I maintain belongs right there on the live album. (laughs) (laughs) 
but it's just funny when you consider that it's on there with a whole bunch of hits. So here's Reliant K playing Merry Christmas. Here's some many more. song better live there's more oh, okay. softness to it i don't know that's nice a little more soulfulness maybe i don't know i like it better live so this is uh the johns and ethan and not matt hoops but someone else <laughs> which we've come across a lot around 2010 when matt hoops wasn't available to play that happened here and there so yeah i don't know this is really really nice live and I think this, you know, I would love to hear this song live, especially now that I like it a lot more. I'm, I'm spoiling the end of the podcast. Never mind. <laughs> um, I just, you know, I, I also never really gave this song a lot of the time of day. Like when we listen to the album, it's just on and I don't pay a lot of attention to it. I was kind of in the same boat with I Hate Christmas Parties, where it's like, oh, that's just one of the sad, slow songs. Like, eh, my brain kind of turns off. My heart right. my heart shrivels up. Oh, no. But now it has grown two <laughs> sizes this day, and I've realized that this is one of the best songs on the album. So I've uh, fast-forwarded to two minutes and 15 seconds into this live performance. Oh, I think this Christmas tour was also like an acoustic Christmas tour. Mm, okay. Yeah, it's cool. the K Rock almost acoustic Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> um, Keeping it local. Yeah. So I'm wondering, so here's a 2015 performance. Here's a 2015 performance. No Johns, no Ethan. Um, but also... Hold on, okay. This is only a 30-second clip. This is by Collapsible Underscore... This is uploaded by Collapsible, collapsible Underscore Long from six years ago with only 16 views. This is at Zydeco in Birmingham, Alabama. Uh, on December 5th, 2015. So let's see how the song sounds five years later, which in, you know, Reliant K history is like crossing a giant era from 2010, or what did I say, 2012, whatever. Crossing that five, yeah, 2010. Five years at this time in Reliant K's career. That's a massive shift. So let's see how it sounds a couple years later. 
Up the chimney in a cloud of smoke The fire's burning bright Strike up the band and play the tune Cause Christmas will be here and soon You hear our song in every room This merry Christmas night It sounds a lot. It sounds a lot different. Yeah, very, <laughs> a, very different. Completely reworked. It. Also, like plus you've got those like raspy Tyson vocals. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan of. They, I guess instead of just doing the full band acoustic version, it's just hoops kind of strumming away on a, an, an electric guitar, and that was just just an interesting way to mix it up. Uh, I didn't really care for that one. I could yeah. see how that could be maybe in the room that might feel a little different than recorded on a phone, but. Oh, that phone recording, I don't care for that. So um, now I don't like the song anymore. <laughs> well, there are plenty of covers and uh, no house tree lightings. In fact, I don't think I found any fan videos, any like, you know, shipping videos, house tree lightings, Christmas parties edited together to this song. Nothing but covers. So here is a violin cover. By Matthew Rennick. Matthew R-E-N-N-I-C-K on YouTube seven years ago. This is a violin cover of Reliant K's hit, Merry Christmas, Here's to Many More. Now, Jessica, in your research, did you find that this was a hit? I I did not. But you know what? This is a hit to them, and I and I, I like that. I like that for them. Merry Christmas, guys. Hope y'all are having fun over break. So here is Matthew Rennick playing Merry Christmas, Here's to Many More on violin. Oh, wait, it's it's a it's a play along cover. <laughs> it's oh, a okay. quote unquote violin cover. <laughs> gotcha. It's that it's that YouTube thing of calling something a cover when you're really just playing along to it. But it's a violin cover. It's a lovely Christmas time in the Shire. A lovely Christmas time with Samwise. I think that that really elevated (laughs) it. I was like, ooh, I feel like I'm in the Old West or something. I feel like like I'm in Middle Earth. You feel like you're in the Old West. (laughs) Violins can take you almost anywhere. It's like a good book. I like the little, the little like folky addition to it. And I think that that is what this song was missing. And I'm here for it. Yeah, it's good. This cover completely elevated the song. I mean, he's mostly following the vocal melody, but then adding little flourishes here and there. 
He's also got an Iron Maiden flag say, on the wall in the background. I love that this cool kid who kind of looks like he <laughs> could be like an extra on the Vampire Diaries and with his Iron Maiden uh, flag in the background is playing like violin <laughs> to Reliant K specifically. It's great. It's good stuff. I love it. An absolute mood. April, <laughs> I am not giving you a treat because then you interrupt the podcast and you expect a treat. If you've been following for the last couple of weeks, look at her. Look at her. She keeps she looking keeps at the looking treats. looking up at the treats. She, she doesn't like that we sit down at the table because she's like, first of all, you never do that. You never sit at the table and like, what, eat food? No, you eat on the couch like normal human beings. So when we sit at the table to podcast at nighttime, she's like, well, why are you there? Now... Danny's turned us into absolute barbarians. He's always like, I work hard all day. I want to eat on the couch. That's ridiculous. Because I'm the one who always likes to sit and eat on a plate like a dignified person. That's not true. I'm the one who would make us dinner at the table and you stopped liking it. Uh, You're correct. You're correct. It's you hate leaving the car to eat. I was was like, I like the drive-thru. I like eating in the car. But I like... You know, sometimes getting out of the car and going inside and eating with a knife and a fork. Well, and just, just because... when it's a fast food restaurant. Like, if you have the option to go through the drive-thru, you're going through the drive-thru because then you can still listen to your tunes. <laughs> if you have the seat heater on, you can stay warm. You know, like, if it's hot outside, you're staying cool. Now, I would pre- much prefer to go into a nice sit-down restaurant and go sit and eat. But if we happen to be going through a drive-thru, who wants to go, like, sit inside the Taco Bell and eat? It's Nobody, not, That's Danny. not always what it was. Sometimes it was like where I were driving and you, you want Subway. And I'm like, well, we could go in and eat the Subway. I'm the one driving. That was always the p- problem. I'm always the one driving because, you know, it's not a chauvinistic thing. It's just Jessica and, you know, she enjoys like getting to sit and the, be the passenger. So when we're on a trip and we want to stop and eat somewhere, I'm like, well, I want to stop driving for a minute and sit and eat on a plate on a table and she's like no we got to keep going and i'm like no i want to sit inside she's like well why don't we just sit in the car and i'm like no i want to go inside and use a table i'm the one driving i don't I want to offer to drive thank you yeah but i don't want you to do that you're a woman wow in more recent years <laughs> i don't mean that with us so well anyway i didn't mean that it was a joke because i said me driving wasn't a chauvinistic thing and it's haha i anyway I made a mistake a couple weeks ago, giving April a treat to silence her. Now she thinks if we she sit here sits here and interrupts the podcast, that affords her a treat. And mm. now I got to break that habit. Yeah. Look at her. She's like, she looks at me and she looks where the treats are. She looks at me. She looks where the treats are. She's still moving her head. Anyway... More covers. <laughs> what Who you're was all that here with the for. violin cover? That was, I named him, that was Matthew Rennick. Very good job, Matthew. Matthew Rennick. Very enjoyable. He should be the third bat in the band. So, <laughs> you're absolutely right. They should add a violin like their yellow card. Um, here is a Sunday church performance of the song. This is uploaded by Hildum05 is the YouTube user. I, H- I-L-D-E-M-0-5, and I'll get some more information about the actual performance if it's here. Oh, nope, I won't. This just says Jared singing Merry Christmas 
but uh, here's to many more by Reliant K. Reliant spelled with an A. Um, this is uploaded 11 years ago, and it just says, "Sorry, the bet camera battery died before the song was done." <laughs> and it's just like a Sunday church performance of the song. Gotcha. So here is that performance. That's kind of funny. Well, I mean, it is. It you know, it flat out references Christ. It's just funny that like this sort of down home, folksy, slightly country, slightly poppy, slightly 60s ish, jaunty little rock song got played. <laughs> in a Sunday church one day. Sure, why not? like something else what does this sound like i don't know i can't hear the song over april barking <laughs> april stop it i'm not giving you a treat she heard the word she stopped for a second no no you're sweet stop it hold on let's 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 figure if you can tell me april what this song now sounds like performed here at jared's church you can you can get a treat <laughs> I don't know, but you know the original studio like, I track. I say Radiohead, but that's not it. It's it's something though. I can't, I can't put my I can't and put it my is on Christmas. It, no. Maybe it's more of like a stop it. like a, a um a Garden State soundtrack adjacent oh, yeah. band. Like I don't, I don't know. It's, it's it definitely has that feeling. It, it sounds has that like feeling. some song that I cannot name right now. Yeah, I'll say that the original Reliant K song has very deliberately chosen instrumentation weezer you think it sounds like a weezer song not this part but the earlier bit it sounded like that one that's like this yeah the sweater song no yes maybe (laughs) i can't (laughs) The Christmas sweater song? How has how has Weezer, a band that like has no shame, how have they not released the Christmas sweater song? It's coming out on Christmas Eve this year. <laughs> yeah, they're doing that seasons thing. It should have come out with the winter EP. Oh well. I'm just trying to so I'm trying to say here. The original Reliant K song, very beautiful instrumentation, very deliberately chosen instruments that move you through different movements, like not just the same instruments, the whole song. The instrumentation for Jared's church band is a gu- acoustic guitar and the bongos. And I just feel like the bongos were not like the best sounding percussion. I feel like just the acoustic guitar was enough. You didn't also, they wanted this fella here on the bongos to add in something. It really would have just been better just to have like two sticks or just clapping or something if you needed percussion. I 
I love with the bongos. <laughs> they made it their own, you know? They did. Now, how had it, what, what, bongos, you need a cajon. That's right. This is a church. Is this a church? This is a place, is this a place of worship? Is this the place of, this is the place of the Lord? Where's the cajon? You said that, that it, it gives you a little bit of a 60s feeling. Well, they brought the bongos in for you, Dan. That is true. <laughs> Here's Eliza Grace with her acoustic cover. See now this is this is a depressing version of the song. <laughs> it's nice. It's nice. So let's, let's she it takes her four and a half minutes to go through the whole song. Let's see if it gets lifted up. But yeah, she's like definitely bringing it that sort of a uh, emotional. <laughs> I I don't I don't use the three letter word anymore. That emotional rocker punk aesthetic uh, at the beginning there. Let's see how it sounds two and a half minutes in. Eastern see a star Oh Jesus Christ it's blessed my life to know just who you are you are the Oh yeah no Danny just flipped the phone around total emo vibes <laughs> Especially when she yells at Jesus Christ to her it almost you know on the record I will say as well it's it almost like I was saying it sounds like a prayer yeah. On the record, but it also kind of sounds like he's just saying, Jesus Christ, like, ah, oh, this year. But, you know, that might sound offensive, but it's in the context of, you know, he is for sure calling out to the actual Jesus Christ. Right. So it might have that double entendre of yelling out Jesus Christ when things aren't going your way, but also literally yelling out to Jesus Christ because you're in prayer. In this case, Eliza Grace, <laughs> it just sounded like she's going, Jesus Christ. So look at me now It's finally Christmas and I'm home To head indoors To get out of this weather And I don't know how Very nice. Very good, actually. I like that. Here's um Maeve Buchanan. And I'm only picking this one because we've been watching a lot of Baywatch recently. <laughs> I was about to ask if that was why you picked this. <laughs> I don't remember how this sounds. We're going to find out in just a second. But Mitch Buchanan is the name of uh, David, David Hasselhoff's, Hasselhoff's character. character on Baywatch. We're almost through. We are. It was our... We are struggling through... <laughs> the last two seasons. The yeah, last three we are, seasons. We are suffering through Baywatch Hawaii because, man, does the show ever take a turn. <laughs> so, Baywatch... <laughs> we talked about it months ago it was our it it started as our covid watch like it was something we started watching in late 2020 and it's taken us now about a year to get through the whole series it's fun it's a lot of fun and the the um the criticism that you hear about baywatch like oh it's just a bunch of like you know it's just a bunch of skin pictorials it's just like soft core on regular television it's like it was actually more than that it was a very good it like there's fun characters there's always like wild bizarre episodes it's a lot of fun up until about season seven and then they just lean directly into what society (laughs) it became a self-fulfilling prophecy yeah like when you watch baywatch it doesn't start out 
like a lot of like pictorials as if it's like no, a it's PG actually really Playboy. good and like kind of wholesome. Yeah, but then they lean into it by the end. In the last couple seasons, they're like, "All right, fine, society, fine, cultural zeitgeist. You think we're just a soft core porn? We'll just be a soft core porn." And by the end, they're just leaning fully into it, and the writing for what it was. Even that writing goes out the window. And now we are struggling through the last seasons. The final two seasons, nobody you know is around anymore. And now they're in Hawaii and it's a bunch of new people. And they... It's Christmas. It's Christmas. I'm not going to be a Grinch about Baywatch. Instead, we're going to listen to Maeve Buchanan and her cover of Merry Christmas, Here's to Many More. Hey, I'm Maeve. And this is my acoustic cover of Merry Christmas, Here's to Many More by Reliant K. It's one of my favorite songs, and I hope you like it. Here we go. Stones skipping like stones. That's it. Yeah. That's what it sounds like. What is that song called? That's Skip... We're sinking like stones. Uh, don't panic by Coldplay. That's it. <laughs> Names like every other artist on the album first. I think there might just be a chord progression. It's not that this song sounds like. What's the song called? You just said it. Don't panic. Don't panic. It's not that this song sounds like "Don't Panic" by Coldplay, but I think there's a chord progression in here that's probably similar. And Maeve Buchanan's cover helped me just pick it. Do you think it actually sounded like a Weezer song to you? Think it? Yeah. Maybe it's just maybe uh, both. I don't know. Maybe it's just a it's just a common kind of chord progression melody tone that was just common around the mid two thousands, early two thousands. So anyway, <laughs> she she helped us figure out that. So I got to play more of. I barely played it. Here is Maeve Buchanan's cover of this song. Stinking like stones. <laughs> this is nice. This is very good. This is lovely. Yeah. It's just a simple acoustic cover on YouTube. Love it. Thank you. But I'm mostly just happy that it kind of clicked that in my brain. So uh, what else is there? Anything else you want to hear? What else you want to hear, Jess? <laughs> Any requests? Like as if you know what I've got here. There's a there's like a few dozen Any different drum covers. covers. Just kidding. Any drunk covers? <laughs> drum. Oh, drum covers. <laughs> yeah, it's the holidays. Let loose. I haven't been drunk on podcast on the podcast in a while. That used to be a common thing. You know, wassailing. We used to do. We used to do. Teeny, teeny, don't let them that far behind the curtain. <laughs> I used to come a wassailing on the podcast all throughout the year, but I haven't drank on podcasts in a long time. It's probably this job and just like. You know, we save that for Patreon. We we do save for Patreon, but I don't even drink on the Patreon episodes in a couple of months, so I don't know. We had a bourbon while we recorded our last. Yeah, one. but a drink, I don't. I don't even feel it. Like I'm saying, like to, to have two you or three drinks in the holiday spirit is what you're telling me. Yeah. Um. Well, here we'll get to, we'll do a ukulele cover, and then I guess we're good. Cool. Let's see. This is the Little Nothing 42 
There are two acoustic, uh, two ukulele covers, and I'm just picking this one because <laughs> I like the name, but also the video itself is so early 2000s. The Little Nothing, whatever their actual name is, um, is wearing like one of those hats with the drawstrings on the side. Right. And a BMO shirt. Nice. <laughs> so, so. Uh, it looks like it's uh, the platypus from that that show. Phineas and Ferb is the hat, uh, I think. Maybe. But this is like the most early 2000s thing I've ever seen from the early 2010s, <laughs> if that makes any sense. Before you even ask, I'm reading lyrics. So, bear with me. Is this, a, is this a cousin of Bobby Moon? <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, I'm just assuming so. I'm just assuming no. I don't know. I love the vocal performance. Uh, yeah, no, I did not even collapse. Gotta say thank God. I love it. It's like actually fits the tone of the song. I'm torn between what keeps me whole and what tears me in half. I'll fall apart or stay. Very nice. What do you think? I think with that, we're going to stumble on back to bed and (laughs) call it a night. (laughs) Here you are once again in a podcast stuck between what makes you whole and what tears you in half. Of course, it's me that tears you in half with embarrassment because I'm the person you have to podcast with. Oh, stop you. I wouldn't I wouldn't trade you for any other co-host. If you say so. Let's do one vocal cover. I feel okay. like Okay. Who's this? This is a Oh right, you know I, I forgot don't know. A, you have the phone in front of you. You tell me. I forgot last week when we did uh whatever we did last week. <laughs> Don't tell me. Hold on. Hold on. It's been a week and I didn't even collapse. Let me try to remember. Hold on. Hold on. Uh, I don't remember. You know he doesn't say it's been a year at the beginning, right? Because you keep saying that, but that's not in the lyrics. What's the lyric he says? That's what it feels like he's saying. Whether or not that's actually what he's saying, that's certainly what he's getting at. Made it through the year and I did not even collapse. Made it through the year. Made it through the year. To me, it's been a year. (laughs) So I just keep thinking it's been a year and I did not even collapse. Whatever. I'm going by vibes, babe. And the vibes are he's saying it's been a year. But he's saying I made it through the year. Anyway. It certainly is the best thing that could be happening to you and me, Dan. We are going to do this vocal cover and then we're going to close out on that. When I remember what song we did last week, 
And that was high of 75. Nope. <laughs> Handel's Messiah, of course. So we did Handel's Messiah last week. And there weren't a ton of Handel's Messiah videos, but there was this video by Nathan Melrose or Melrose. Nathan M-I-E-L-R-O-S-S-E. And I've come across Nathan's videos a ton of times. Um, they're always these like lip sync or vocal cover videos. And for some reason, despite the fact that I find them all the time about Relying K songs, I've never brought them to the podcast. So here we go. Nice. Finally getting to play one of Nathan's vocal cover songs of a Relying K song. The comments say, I know this song seems like a little bit of a downer, and it can be. The Christmas season can't always be perfect, but it's a hopeful song. And I know that the Christmas season is always hopeful because Jesus Christ was born for us. And that's all that really matters. Today is November. Uh, today is December 9th, <laughs> 2011. And there are only 16 more days until Christmas. Merry Christmas. Here's to many more. So here is Nathan's video singing along to Merry Christmas. Here's to many more. Hey, everybody. Today is December 9th, and my song of the day for you today is called Merry Christmas, Here's to Many More by Reliant K. Um, here, let me get it set up for you. It's from their Christmas album, like all the ones I've been saying before by Reliant KR. Um, I hope you enjoy it. I made it through the year not even collapse Gotta say thank God for that That's my favorite addition to any cover that I've heard is when you hear the of a Apple laptop being turned down <laughs> I'm torn between what keeps me whole and what tears me in half I'll fall apart or stay intact with tired eyes, I stumble back to bed. I need to realize my sorry life's not hanging by a thread. At least not yet. So look at me now. So what do you think, Jess? I can play this out while we listen to the... I'm putting together a rave DJ of that Coldplay song and this song, but it won't be ready in time. So, uh... What do you think? What do you think of Merry Christmas? Here's to many more. The last, for now, hopefully, uh, Christmas song on Sadie Hawkins' pod. Uh, you know, you actually turned me on it as we were as we were going through. I started to like it a little bit more. Good. Like I said, I do think that it is probably one of my... It's, it's now like up... It's, I don't know if I'd say it's one of my favorite Reliant K songs... But on the Christmas album, I think it might be my favorite Reliant K Christmas song. You know, wow. I would definitely have to revisit that. But it's definitely oh. my favorite Reliant K Christmas original. Very cool. Yeah. So, uh, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. And we will talk to you next week. Yep. We got a special New Year's treat lined up for everybody. It's New Year's. We got what? Oh, this isn't the last episode of the year. We nope. got one more episode yep. this year. What's it going to be? Something special? 
or not. I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. And there's a little something extra coming on uh, Christmas Day. Yep. Thank you. 